Sorry, I thought we were starting. Yeah, let's start. Okay, okay. Oh, it's, it's recording, that's what I was saying. Okay, cool. <coughs> 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 Hello guys and welcome to another episode, a podcast about living in France as a foreign student and more especially as a person of color. For today's episode, we're talking about homesickness. Um, what is homesickness? What does it mean? How to deal with it? That's um, what we're going to look at today. So before we go ahead, um, I was reading a paper online, so I'm just going to read a portion of it. So um, in a paper co-written by Chris and Edward Walton published in Pediatrics, the Journal of American Academy of Pediatrics. Homesickness is defined as distress and functional impairment caused by an actual or anticipated separation from home and attach attachment objects such as parents. Those who suffer from the condition feel some form of anxiety, sadness, nervousness, and most distinctly obsessive preoccupation with thoughts of home so uh for today's episode you have me adam and it's tiffany and i'm shruti and i'm Ann. okay so have any of you ever felt homesick since you came to paris not since coming to paris but i have felt homesickness before mm, where um so when i first moved to japan i was 19 and uh, the first year although it was really fun i was pretty homesick the first like four months or so okay how about you Sruti? i don't think i felt homesick since i moved here uh at least not according to the definition that you've well so you, don't, you don't miss you don't miss anybody from your past not, life like it has not impaired my functionality in in, in any way Okay. I do miss some things from back home. I do miss my parents sometimes, obviously. But I've also been living outside of home for a very long time since I was. I moved out when I was fourteen, so I don't think this is particularly new. Especially because we can call our parents whenever we want. This technology, new yeah. communication yeah, methods. Yeah. So I I don't think I felt it very intensely. I do miss the sort of um more stimulating sensory stimulating environment that i had in india but otherwise i don't think i felt homesick actually um i've felt homesick exactly twice since i moved to paris once the very first time was when i got chicken pox <laughs> mm. yeah that was a time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i got chicken like i I've, I've I got chicken pox after moving to a white country. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that thing existed here. Isn't that how they kill the Native Americans? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but that that was a rough time because I was on my own, even though my roommates at the point also got chicken pox. So it was just us, you know, living in our misery together, which helped. 
but I did miss home particularly because my mom has been in the medical field so I've never had to go to the hospital or even if I had to go to the hospital I never had to wait in a line yeah. because you know there were privileges that came with my mom working in a hospital mm. so I kind of miss that fact you know that there was nobody to take care of me mm. and I was on my own and uh the other time that I felt a little homesick was during Christmas because it was my first christmas away from home mm. and christmas like a big deal at home you know like we have my mom cooks some special dishes and you know we have like a family time and things like that and that was a little rough because um i mo- i went to switzerland for christmas and i my mom's college friends invited me over because they didn't want me to be alone in paris for nice. christmas mm-hmm. and it was nice with them but they were a family and it just you made me outsider. miss mm-hmm. i was the outsider and yeah. even though they gave me gifts and i loved them you know they're really yeah. nice it still felt a uh, you know i did miss home because i wondered what it would have been like to be with family mm-hmm. at this time mm-hmm. and it was also the time that my brother was also at home and you know a lot of things were going on with my family and i would have really loved to be at home mm-hmm. so yeah they're the only two times when i actually felt homesick So how does homesickness like manifest for you how does it present when you were in Japan for instance for the first four months how was the homesickness like um i'm trying to think back it was a very long time ago uh, i'm so old um <laughs> <laughs> no you're not practically a grandmother <laughs> uh i just remember really missing missing my mother and i um like we're a very tactile family so i i miss like just being able to go up and hug her or like just sit next to her or you know just have a quick cuddle and i i i really miss that in my first like especially actually during the winter the first christmas was really hard um since then like i really haven't felt much homesickness but when i do get a little lonely it's like oh i'm quite sad i just want to stay in my room and mm. like listen to evanescence and remember <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool how about you ann um i think for me i just get really really sad and i think about all the good food i could have eaten mm. if i was at home the food that i don't have to cook I'm because so my mom would cook your mom it. cooks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's so one thing. During the pandemic I was working from home. Mm. And uh, I was stay I was at home like with mm. my parents, but my parents for some reason suddenly respected my boundaries and they would never come into my room mm. when I was working. But until I was a student my mom would go through my bag. <laughs> my mom still goes to my bag. <laughs> <laughs> but what but is yeah. she looking for? Incriminating no evidence. <laughs> I have no See. idea what she wants. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> my mom would go usually when I was in school, my mom mm. would go through my bag because I'd forget to take my lunchbox out mm. so that it doesn't stink or you know take my books out or yeah. whatever and then she would come across incriminating things at times. Like what? <laughs> I mean she's already seen it so just yeah. say it. Um I, when I was a teenager I used to write diaries um and teenage right. is where my rebellion with my mom began. Mm. And you know 
every every diary entry started with i hate my mom <laughs> okay <laughs> and your mom's just like what did i do to you <laughs> <laughs> she knew what she did <laughs> <laughs> but like right now if i tell her you know what you did this when mm-hmm. i was 13 and you know in the month of november mm-hmm. on this date she's like that didn't happen <laughs> She gaslights you. <laughs> <laughs> you imagined it. There is no way I would have done that. And I was like, "Okay, mom. Okay, all the trauma that came with it, the years I spent in therapy trying to get over it. Sure, that didn't happen at all. But I've made my peace with it now. And I think at this point, at after everything I've been through, now I actually appreciate my parents for what they've done, and mm. you know, the struggles they went through to raise me and my brother, and making us feel like. they made us who we are today and i will always be grateful to them for that that is a very new feeling that came yeah, very recently with age i think yeah that that's a feeling i've uh, had since moving to but i don't think it has anything to do with moving it has to do with the fact that age humbles you and you see yeah. Yeah. and and you yeah. see exactly you see the world the way your parents may have seen mm-hmm. it when they were uh, yeah. younger as yeah. well and so yeah. you see the you finally realize the reasons behind some of the choices they took yeah yeah i actually got to that phase when i was in my undergrad mm. and then i started understanding certain choices that my parents mm. you know may have made for us in the past for me specifically mm. Mm. and then you you become your parents yeah. you become your <laughs> oh my god absolutely although yeah. i would say like if you're having trouble like communicating with your mom about like past trauma and airing it out the difficulties wait it it took my mom 10 years but we're finally at the point where i can be like hey remember that shitty thing you did when i was a child she's like yeah i've grown as a person i would never do that to you now and like, yeah no i so wish she couldn't do it now even if she wanted to yeah, 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 yeah but like the yeah. people change people you know never but that is actually so. one of the things i really appreciate my parents for because throughout last year when i was starting my application processes My parents have always been very supportive when it came to education. Mm. Like they would l- they've let me explore what I want to do, study, let me study as much as I want to if I wanted to sign up for extra classes, mm. even if they had to, you know, sh- uh spend extra money that was not in the budget. Mm. They made sure that children got it when it came to education. Mm. Yeah. But if I'm talking in terms of emotional or mental health, I did never really got it because at this point I understand they were just too busy trying to bring food Mm. to the table that yeah. the priority was to keep us fed not emotionally healthy <laughs> <laughs> but over the last year my parents actively took an effort to understand how my anxiety mm. works genuinely you know i could mm. see the chains that they have been going through and yeah. that is something that cemented even more once i moved mm. because my mom was really 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 sad the day i left India for Paris and I remember uh, she sent like a voice note to my aunt where she was you know crying and she was saying that this is the first time I feel like she's gone very far away even though I've lived in different cities I've lived away from home before she never felt this distance mm-hmm. which she suddenly felt but I also think it was because I was out of her control now yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> she yeah. never spies yeah like, <laughs> sending her reports exactly but but yeah I think moving also had a lot to do with how she is viewing things now for me yeah. along with the age. Mm-hmm. If I was in India, it might have been a completely different situation whether it be me dating or me taking up a new job. Mm-hmm. They would have had a lot more say in what I was doing mm-hmm. or what I was thinking. But now 
they know that they don't understand so they are like okay i'm trusting you to make the right choices yeah mm. yeah um, they leave you to your devices in yeah. a way yeah and talking about parents focusing on uh, putting food on the table and not your mental health so there's this saying on west african twitter where mm. it's loosely translates to um it is the person who is alive that actually needs mental health support so like the focus is on actually keeping you alive because yeah. if you're dead yeah. where's the mental yeah. health going exactly. to take you to true yeah. Yeah. yeah but then also talking about uh, moving from home and coming to paris um is is this place everything that you expected it to be like you know usually in the media in, since we were little mm-hmm. even over history paris has been like romanticized mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. so many ways and mm-hmm. people call it the city of love mm-hmm. and all sorts of mm-hmm. very pretentious names <laughs> and for me personally i i'm sort of underwhelmed mm. by the entire city you I just mean, got paris syndrome <laughs> you see the thing is i the, originally i didn't want to be here Mm. It wasn't the plan. Mm. So coming here I didn't really have any expectations. Mm. So um yeah it's like I don't have any expectations for the for the city to disappoint. Mm. I'm just yeah. underwhelmed. But I don't know about you guys has so, it been So um for me again Paris was not I didn't come to Paris for Paris. I for me the program was more important and uh, the program looked amazing on the website. Mm-hmm. So I signed up Yeah. And you know, I I got into universities in the UK and I got into one in Germany and I got into one in Canada and and here and this program was on top because well I didn't have to pay any tuition fees since we're a part mm. of a public university. Yeah. So that was a big win. And even when I was coming because I've had um terrible experiences during my undergrad of, you know, going in somewhere with extremely high expectations i came with zero expectations and i think that's honestly the reason why i'm happy i wouldn't say that i'm underwhelmed mm. there are things in paris that really you know excite me and you know maybe it it might just be a walk along the seine mm. but it's really peaceful to me that's not something i could have enjoyed in india and on the whole i feel like i know people can keep complaining that paris is noisy But clearly you're not from India. <laughs> yeah. Cuz it's so silent. It's so, so silent. silent. It's yeah. very silent. I find the opposite experience. I found Paris to be quite loud comparatively. Hmm. But I wouldn't say I'm underwhelmed by it. I do find some small things that I really enjoy about Paris. Hmm. But it's not as good as people say so it is yeah. right yeah yeah, yeah. i don't it's true of almost every city i mean i i, I love the croissants like they yeah. are amazing yeah. the way the croissant <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> yeah they 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 are as amazing as people say they are i mean if you find the right bakery yeah, yeah. Mm. that is important that is very important yeah, yeah although sometimes are. even the croissant will be good and you'll be like I'll take a croissant and they're like huh what did you say I'm like you heard me I just point I G- just give me, yeah. give me my bread I want this <laughs> I will fight you for this bread <laughs> yeah yeah so I also like most of you here came with no expectations I kind of already had the idea that Paris obviously isn't going to be as as good as people make it to be 
uh, because a couple of my my parents have been here before, and the way they talk about Paris is, you know, it's not the cleanest in Western Europe. Yeah. It's it's people smoke all the time, and it's it's not the most pleasant city uh, compared to other cities in Western Europe. Let's say. Um, so I came here with not many expectations, and I didn't come to Paris for Paris again. Um, but again, as Tiffany says, I wouldn't say that I'm underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'm underwhelmed in some aspects. Again, it's not as sensorily exciting yeah. in 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 the ways that maybe Chennai was for me. Also, because I was I was there in the formative years of my life, so everything felt exciting. Yeah. Uh, but here it's calmer but also there's so many things to do that uh, that i don't think i'm bored i mean yeah. there are so many things to do in paris so many yeah. museums so many yeah. things to see i feel like for me the consolation prize is the prize is the the rich history that the city has true i'm very interested in the history and unfortunately Fortunately, I did my undergrad in French, yeah. and so I had to study some French history from like the before the fifth century mm-hmm. to the fifth century to the fifteenth century. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that I can see now that are like, oh, I read about this in a book, yeah, and now I can actually see yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Know? So it's that that bit is interesting and that bit is, is exciting. But I would say maybe if I went out more mm. and you know like explored the city. But I'm waiting for like the summer because it's cold now. Yeah, same, yeah. same. I feel like apart from maybe the Eiffel, I really haven't seen any place specific because it's just too cold to go anywhere and I don't have money. <laughs> yeah. So once I have a job and it's summer, yeah. I'm I don't, I don't go need summer, out. just a job. I've been many places where there's no way like where the bed's always warm. Where my first friends are from Where the food's familiar I could go many years But I'll be back So the tales of what I've done Of who I lost and who I love How I've missed Lumumba I've been many places but there's nowhere like home Where the place's always warm Where my first friends are from Where the food's familiar I could go many years But I'll be back So the tales of what I've done Of who Welcome back from that musical interlude. All the information about the music is in the description. And to continue our conversation, today we are still talking about homesickness. So um, the next things that we're going to talk about are know what we, what we miss the most and how we deal with missing those things um personally i miss the sun <laughs> <laughs> yes Definitely. absolutely i yeah. miss the sun paris is so gray and drab and wet i always thought that was london but yeah, it paris. is paris yeah as well. i always thought that was london like yeah. the gloomy city was london and paris was supposed to be the sunnier um the sunnier cousin yeah it's, it's literally <laughs> a twin I yeah like. it's a twin it's 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 just as gray and gloomy and rainy all the time and i actually do not miss the sun <laughs> what i'm sorry i feel like the sun in japan would just fry my skin every day i'd just walk outside thinking like oh why is this my life the sun is that hot in japan it's really hot yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I don't miss the sun in Chennai either because it was way too hot sometimes and we couldn't even get out especially if it was like April. There was no way we could have gone out in the middle of the day. Uh I mean, we would we would have to take like a taxi or a cab and just okay, be indoors all the time. Hard. So uh yeah, I don't think I miss the sun that way either. But I just do miss wearing not having to think about the weather all the time. Yeah. And just wearing whatever I had in my closet. Yeah. Not yeah. having to think too much about layering up and all of that. Yeah. I'm going to walk back my previous statement. The sun in Japan is not that bad. Like you could totally <laughs> go out any time of the day, but just there's like a a sort of cultural shame about getting a tan in in Japan. So like everyone's covered up and you, you like they sell like like uh arm guards so for like women so that they don't get a tan mm. um, and i used to wear them and things like that you go out with a hat everything i see which that is weird since i'm black but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was like why would no, you but do that black people also get tan we do yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> i got a tan when i was uh 19 uh, when we went on this trip to the coastal with to mahabalipuram this is like a uh little town historic mm. town Uh, and I got a tan, and I couldn't get rid of it for the longest time. And it took like eight months for me to get rid What? of it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. I was orange. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- um, I grew up in Delhi, where mm. during the summer the temperature goes up to forty-eight, fifty, and it's not humid, but it's mm. it's like burning hot. Delhi's yeah. worse it's, than Chennai. Yeah, yeah. The thing with South Indian uh, cities mm. and places is that it's really hot and it's really humid. Mm. But Delhi, you just burn. Just you just burn. Like there is no alternative. Sorry, forty-eight degrees Celsius or Fahrenheit? Celsius. Celsius. What? Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's why when people tell me that in Paris that you know it goes up to thirty five degrees Celsius, it's so hot, and I'm like, <laughs> bring it on, bro. <laughs> I mean, for like Ghana, I've seen like thirty five. Usually in the morning by seven a.m. we're like twenty nine, thirty, thirty one. That's so That's pleasant. pleasant. That is very pleasant. <laughs> you know, honestly, because because Chennai is thirty five on a nice day. Yeah, Delhi is thirty five on a nice day. Oh my god! I ain't going to any of these fucking places. I'm gonna die. <laughs> yeah, I'm like these French people. I'd be dead. <laughs> it gets really, really hot. So, but I do miss the sun. I miss. I don't. I have lived in both the north part of the country and the southern part, and the north doesn't get as humid as the south. Mm. So I miss that part because I sweat like a pig, and for me, that was one of the reasons why I hated summers down south. Mm. because you keep sweating but in the north you sweat but because it's just too hot your sweat evaporates <laughs> after a point oh my god <laughs> yeah okay fun fact pigs don't sweat <laughs> yeah yeah pigs don't sweat and that's why they always um coat themselves with mud right. but they don't have any pores to sweat so yeah. they cover themselves with mud because it has cooling properties and people oh. think pigs you know, are dirty but they're just trying to stay this, cool this actually reminds me of something so when i was in high school and this is one story that my mom keeps telling people which is one of the reasons why i avoid going in front of relatives when i go back home is that we had some construction work going on at our house our apartment and the workers who were working sort of washed themselves with the cement yeah they were working with 
and i asked my dad what is it why why are they doing that he said it helps clean them up and i was like cool and that day i took an hour and a half long shower and then i couldn't come out because i had clogged everywhere with cement <laughs> <laughs> how old were you i was um i think i was 12 probably you were too old yeah to i was about that. to say like <laughs> 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 maybe 10 or 12 i don't remember yeah you were too old you should have lied and said you were 8 or 9 <laughs> you said like 7 or 8 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is exactly why my mom keeps telling the story to everybody she knows. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> This girl fucked up my bathroom with cement, dumbass. <laughs> What I also miss uh, yeah. about home is the beach. Yeah. Ah, I miss the beach. I don't think we have water around here. Why? I don't understand people's love of the beach. Please explain. I love the beach. Yeah, but why? It's so nice. What about it's nice? So for me the vastness of the ocean just makes you think how small you are. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Why, why why would I want that? Wow. It just makes you uh realize that some things aren't as grand as you make them out to be and yeah. you don't take some things that you've been taking seriously as seriously as you did. Yeah. And that's kind of liberating and I and I really love love just walking by the beach. um you know getting something to eat from one of the many stalls even though they might just fuck um, up your stomach the next day i feel But like my love for the beach came from watching a lot of hollywood movies growing up mm-hmm. where the beach was you know uh like this ultimate summer destination right and i grew up in the north which and we don't have any water around us mm. so beach was this unattainable destination mm. i had to go mm. to mm. i don't know i just i grew up near the beach and i never liked it it's just it smells like fish there's always like some fish. shitty child yeah. crying <laughs> like i couldn't swim so i couldn't go too far in the water like no So I grew up um about 25 minutes from the beach. Mm. My my uh, the town I grew up in like just 25 minutes from the beach and then I did my undergrad on the beach because my school was just a street across from the beach. Oh wow. Yeah. And Lucky you. Oh no. My no? parents never let me swim and so I was yeah, always I terrified of the beach. Right. But then I decided to make a tradition of it when I went to undergrad. So the um night before my 19th birthday I spent the entire night at the beach. Mm. The nights before my 20th birthday I did the same. The nights before my 21st I was in a therapist's office. Yeah. But the 22nd birthday I was in another country, another city. Mm. I spent it on the beach and I never got into the water. It's mm. just the being present at the beach, the wind, the crashing of the waves, the vastness of the ocean. I don't know, it just does something to calm me down in yeah, a way. It, yeah. it makes it makes me feel like everything else doesn't matter, you know, like it's like I it brings me into the present. I'm just saying you could go back to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's really expensive here, but there mm. are, you know, Your birthday falls on a weekend. We can go to the beach. Yeah, it's a Sunday. We Wait. should go to um, Etretat. Where's that? Yeah, I was like, don't just yeah. say that like we all know. <laughs>
It's the nearest beach. It's in the northeast of France. Oh, cool. It's the nearest water body. So wouldn't it be cold as fuck? It would be. It's March. It's March. So it's it's, it's like March. the the day before spring officially begins. Yeah, it's so March 19. So it'll still be cold here. Uh, yeah, it's still yeah. going to be. I don't know. Maybe I could just go to the aquarium. But away from, <laughs> <laughs> away from my birthday plans, yeah. uh, what advice do you guys have for you know, immigrant students in Paris and how to deal with homesickness? Food. Food. Yeah, honestly, yeah. get like a favorite food and then just have that be your comfort. <laughs> I'm not saying like to just overeat, but <laughs> having something small that you can like sort of hold and remember with can really help, especially something warm. Like Yeah, so for me, that's Maggie noodles. Maggie noodles indeed, absolutely. It's this water Maggie noodles. It's like the Indian ramen. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. And also just cooking food from home. Yeah. Like taking the t- like if I'm feeling homesick or if I'm missing India f- or my town or like my my parents, I will just take out two hours to just cook something that I would have eaten had I been there, mm. and 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 it really works. Yeah, and I feel okay after that. Yeah, mm, that's that's cool. When I miss um, people from home, I maybe call and text. And like, you know, we get on a video call or a voice call or I just send a text and then they reply when they can. Mm. And yeah, that's how I navigate. So maybe to deal with homesickness, you should try to stay in touch with the people that are important to you back home. And yeah, try to like keep it going. Even if you, it's not as consistent as it used to be when you were back home, you could just... Mm -hmm. You know, keep it going. People, people understand that it's a new place. Yeah. yeah, it's a new environment, and you need to find your feet and all of that. So you just communicate that to them and try to stay in touch. I What's like. also important, I would say, is to build a community of people around you where you are mm, right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, because you have moved to a new place, you need other support systems outside of the ones that you're used to, and uh, just surround yourself with people that you vibe with people that are uh, that are you know just nice to you and yeah I think that's really important just building a community and don't stick to your room basically yeah yeah get out, get out of your room <laughs> get sure. out of your room okay guys we'll go for another quick musical interlude and when we come back we have a very important tip to share with you stay tuned we'll be right back Sometimes I wanna be alone. I cry myself yet to sleep. Yeah. Most nights I wanna be alone. I cry myself yet to sleep. Yeah. But it's okay to cry. Look, it's okay to feel lost inside, but it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel normal, Sam, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel sad and Sam, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to feel normal, Sam, but most nights I wanna be alone. Alone, 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 alone. 
Hello guys, welcome back from that musical break. Um so on today's tip, you know, we're going to share with you a very very important document. So thanks to our guardian angel Miss Yaneth Ramos. <laughs> she is a student life coordinator on our campus. That woman is awesome. Yeah. So uh, she shared a document with um, mental health resources with us. Um, it has links to free um, mental health resources to help students and young people navigate um, their lives. So over here, um, usually um, therapy is quite pricey. Mm but there are options that work just as well and they are free and they are available so just check the is therapy covered by social security i don't think so i think like the first couple of times mm. two or three times or something like that there's, and then the rest limit, yeah. yeah you have to pay out of pocket so you can take advantage of that if you want and then get that therapist to transfer your files to you know whichever mm resource that you choose to use on this list we're going to include a list of the um documents in the podcast description so that you can go through and then find something that works for you just know that when you feel um overwhelmed or when you need someone to talk to when you need some help just know that there are resources available to you and for you so just look uh check the lists reach out mm-hmm. to somebody to someone and all of these people are very willing and available to help you some of them even um offer um um as like accompanying mm-hmm. um services like they'll just be with you walk with you to wherever you want to go it's it's really great guys so just check it out and uh stay safe keep in touch with your friends find your clan and make sure that you don't stay in your room all the time um yeah that's it for today yeah yeah so see you guys next week see you next week see you guys Bye. bye bye